Hey everybody, this is Jeff Ashkin in Los Angeles, California with Roy Cole in Jersey City, New Jersey and Derek Kessler in Yokohama, Japan. And this is Coast to Coast to Coast. Today we have our childhood friend, Will Romine, joining us for our special podcast about Boca Raton. Hello, everybody. It's, I'm so happy to join the podcast. And I'd just like to uh, send my condolences out to the Cole family. This is a trying time. Um, you know, for those of you who don't know, Roy Cole passed on last <laughs> night. And I'm so happy that, uh, and honored, really, that I've been chosen to... <laughs> Oh no, he left. And he left again. What is going on with Roy? Did you boot? Did you boot Will off? <laughs> I didn't like uh, where that was going. I got. I think I got knocked out. What happened? Yeah, you keep like signing off and on, or it keeps booting you off. And I don't. Know, I have FiOS, so it can't be my internet connection. Weird. Hmm. Hmm. We're all still here. Yeah. Even me. Right. And I'm I'm dead. So. <laughs> well, hey, Roy, stop stop making it all about you, okay? <laughs> all right. Well, let me just introduce the topic here. As I said, the topic is about Boca Raton, which is the southernmost city in Palm Beach County in Florida. It was incorporated right. on August second, nineteen twenty four, as Boca Ratone, and then incorporated as Boca Raton in nineteen twenty five. But most importantly, all of us here at Coast to Coast to Coast, including Will grew up in Boca Raton, and has a lasting impact on our lives and worldview. The topic today, as I said, is Boca and how it shaped us as people and what our life was like living there and our feelings toward it. Will, since you're our guest, why don't you go first? Okay, well, um, as Jeffrey rightly pointed, I, uh, I grew up in Boca Raton, and it was, uh, it, to, to sum it up, it, it really, it, it felt like, the world was going on outside of Boca Raton that like if you were in Boca, you weren't really part of what of, of what was going on. That's whose economy, I believe, is based on on uh, senior citizen discretionary income. It's uh, it's where people go to retire. It's not where people live their lives. It's where people people go to to run out the clock on their lives and uh so it's a lot of golf courses a lot of um early bird specials and really you just you don't feel like like anything exciting is happening in Boca. even like during the florida election snafu of 2000 it still it didn't feel like Boca was anywhere near the center of the world um so your feelings are, it sounds like, like a, an affection, but also a little bit of a, you know, mild affection. Am I right? I wouldn't say affection at all. Like, I have no, no hometown nostalgia um, for, for Boca. I go to visit maybe once a year, um, a lot less when I'm overseas. And it's, uh, you know, just to visit my mom. And, yeah, I mean, I... Uh, I you know I, I don't feel like there's there's much going on there that uh, that concerns me. I agree with Will in in, in I think Roy, maybe Roy and Jeff you agree as well. But 
it wasn't until I moved to a bigger town like Tokyo or visiting New York or uh, when I lived in Los Angeles, uh, I really felt like what it's like to be part of the world in in a sense. There's a there's a good side of that and a bad side of that. I feel like the good side of it is that we're kind of we kind of have this sheltered existence within Boca Raton. Like crime rate is very low, and uh, generally the people around us are fairly affluent, upper middle class. Um, I one interesting fact I noted that. Uh, I didn't know until I researched a little bit about the town uh, going into this podcast was that uh, three of the 10 most expensive gated communities in the U S are in Boca Raton, including the number one. So that just gives you an idea of how a lot of the town is just kind of in its own world. And we hear about like problems, uh, crimes and demonstrations and all of these things going on in larger towns but it wasn't until i was maybe in los angeles living there where i really would maybe walk down the street and actually see something that was like kind of shocking to me um and i think it's it's growing up in in the suburbs of where we were in boca raton that kind of just sheltered us from those things on the bad side of that though i feel like there's so much um like cultural restriction whereas there's there's so much culture to be enjoyed in the world and i feel like the large like will was saying how a lot of boca raton the population is older and a lot of people kind of go to maybe live out the latter portion of their life and but us we we started there we we were born well maybe not all of us were born there but we're we were definitely spent our formative years there. And I think what we all discovered now that we all live in different parts of the world was that uh, we were limited in our options as far as, you know, maybe career choices or just for me, like cultural variety was something that I felt was kind of like almost like suffocating in a way where it was like, there's so much of the world that I want to see, whether it's history, whether it's like, culinary variety or his history or uh language um just the lack of that is what made me want to leave the town and what initially prompted me to move to japan yeah, i mean can can anybody name an indian food restaurant in boca nope. I, I didn't have indian food until until i was in japan and a lot of foods um for, for that matter. Um, what about a Thai restaurant or an Ethiopian restaurant? Because I have, you know. There's a good Thai one uh, now. It wasn't there when we were growing up. Yeah. But uh, across from Loggers Run Middle School, there's now a, an authentic Thai restaurant, strangely Ooh. enough. Okay. Yeah. Well, good. I, I'm, I'm glad that you added the word authentic because what I was going to comment, um, certainly I, I never found any Ethiopian food until... Until I, the first time I had Ethiopian food was when I was in uh, Los Angeles. But um, the restaurants that I thought were international were largely not authentic. So you mean PF Chang's is not yeah. international? PF Chang's, the, all of the Japanese food that I, that I was having. Yeah, you mean you mean you don't you don't cook your food on a uh, a giant hibachi table? <laughs> 
You don't do teppanyaki for your, uh, you know, your your Thursday lunch. I'm glad you used the actual correct term teppanyaki rather than hibachi. But um, well, yeah, I mean that that's a style of cooking in Japan for sure. But it's a very like luxurious style. It's not something that you have on a day to day basis. So for me, how many how many times a week do you eat onion volcano? <laughs> I'm gonna say zero. Oh, are you sure you live in Japan? I'm sure. Okay. But yeah, Take I guess your... the biggest shock when yeah, probably the biggest shock at moving to Japan was um that I didn't know anything about Japanese food and what <laughs> the uh <laughs> um the quote unquote food that Boca Raton prepared me with was not Japanese food at all. And not just Japanese, but in general, like Asian food, Thai food. It's good to hear Roy say that there's an authentic Thai restaurant because there certainly wasn't when we were there. And the same can be said for pretty much most cuisines. Hmm. So, um, you, you mean the, the public sushi was, uh, was, was not up to Japanese standards? They even had the I little would... little divider of plastic grass. Now I had to eat the grass just to to get my money's worth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, let me ask you this, and and Derek posted this earlier. I don't know if you want to take this, but Derek had some additional questions. Do you want to ask any additional questions, or yeah? Me to? I mean, you kind of touched on what 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 makes Boca Raton unique, and um, I think it's interesting that. Uh, you know, the, F- Florida comes into the news a lot. And when people ask me, like, where I'm from, I hesitantly say Florida. Um, I don't know. Do, do you guys, well, first of all, do you guys feel embarrassed to be from Florida or to be from Boca Raton? Uh, not any. Sorry, you first, Will. I was going to say, um, so when, when I get that same question, I'll say Florida. And then when pressed further, I'll say South Florida. And then mm-hmm. when pressed even further, I'll say, oh, about an hour north of Miami. Mm-hmm. And then if, you know, if, if there's a fourth round of questioning, I'll say, well, Boca Raton. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think because Boca Raton is so different from the rest of Florida. Which, yeah. It, I mean, it's like Florida is actually a, a largely conservative state. And mm-hmm. you have this kind of like small pocket of affluent liberalism in Boca. Uh, you have obviously Miami is a more is you know just because it's a bigger city it's it's more liberal than most parts but I think the reason why Florida is held in so much contention in the political sense is because it's not like uh, people are fifty fifty it's like most people are pretty sure about their political beliefs but it's just it's just split like you have the conservative part which is most of the state. And then you have just these small areas where there's a lot of people who are very liberal living together, and Boca Raton is one of them. So I think what makes Boca Raton unique is that it's in the the very deep south um, of the United States geographically, but um, culturally it's mostly like an influx of people from northern states who don't want to live in cold weather anymore. But and have enough money to live in someplace warmer with better climate, maybe closer to the ocean. And also, let's say also there's no state tax. That's a big big thing as well. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, when it comes to uh, to to that, like I live overseas most of the time. That at that point, I'm proud to call myself a Florida resident. 
Um, also, we should we should point out though, in South Florida, you'll find a large Haitian community, Cuban community, a lot of immigration from the Caribbean. I'd say in South Florida as well, which I think. Well, but I would say more so in like Miami. Um, oh, I, don't know, like, I, I think I think in Boca we had a lot of that too. Though. You don't think so? I don't think it's the majority of the population. I think there's some of it. I mean, there are definitely some you know Haitian people in our high school. Um, I, my family is Cuban, so, you know, we, there are some, but I think, you know, if you want to experience that Caribbean culture, there, you would kind of have to go to Miami for that. Yeah. For those who don't know, Boca is about an hour away from Miami. Just, just a heads up. It's you not- know what they say about the state of Florida in general is that uh, the more north you go, the more south you get. Yeah. That's a that's a really good way to describe it because the the south tip of Florida, like southern Florida, is not part. It's it has a like whether it's the Caribbean feel or the liberal feel. It's just it's totally different than what you get up north. Right. So yeah. I think that that's if you want to say in a nutshell what makes Boca Raton unique, it's it's that placement of it's like this displaced culture. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I think Derek, you bring up what 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 I was going to talk about actually is that it was very uh, a liberal bubble. I would say um, in terms of where we grew up. I remember some of the controversy around December was, you know, having there was Christmas decorations, and then we wanted to be very uh, accommodating to people who are celebrating Hanukkah. So we'd have Hanukkah decorations and Christmas decorations, and then we would had Kwanzaa decorations. I would see those in stores as well. And I'd be like, wow, this is such a progressive way of living. And I, I expected, I don't know why, I guess as a kid, I just thought, well, I guess everyone, every place is like this. And <laughs> it, really, it really made me realize how far removed it is from the rest of the world. When I moved away from Boca, I usually, usually didn't say I came from Boca. I said I, I came from South Florida, I would say, near Miami. <laughs> or sometimes I would say I'm, I'm from Florida. But actually, I, I'm really from New York because I was born in Brooklyn. And then... It would pick up that I have some sort of New York accent, so that would say that you know. But like Captain I, America, exactly. <laughs> like yeah, me and uh, Steve Rogers. But um, I, I Steve took Rogers was from Boca. Yeah, from Brooklyn. Exactly. Brooklyn, yeah. Uh, uh. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Me and Captain America. Anyway, but um, I feel like it's difficult for me to say when I say Boca Raton. If you don't know Boca Raton, I could just be making up a term, you know. And usually the, the name Boca Raton seems to be a punchline to some joke that you heard on a sitcom about some elderly person moving there or one of your elderly relatives moved there and you have some sort of, uh, you know, idea of it being some sort of uh, retirement area or uh, a Del Boca Vista. Exactly, from Seinfeld. And it's funny because actually Seinfeld's parents Really, his real parents actually were at West Boca Medical Center. I remember when they were ill and he visited them. Mm. Um, anyway, Sarah, Sarah Silverman's parents also live in Boca Raton. I think Boca Raton has one of the biggest concentrations of Jewish population in, in the United States. And uh, that was one thing, like Jeff was saying, he thought it was like that in all places. I mean, I was the same. I kind of didn't realize how limited 
the Jewish population was in the rest of the country. Like you can go to other parts and you, you don't hear people don't know anything about Hanukkah or anything. And for us, it's, it's just such a part of like, the, culture, yeah. yeah, like the town, the cultural um, part of the town was especially, you know, in December. Also, as you pointed out, I mean, obviously people will know this, who you know, Florida, it never snows in Boca Raton either. So mm -hmm. I've grown up never really, I, I mean, obviously at this point in my life, I've been around snow, but the cold was like, you know, 50 degrees or something. But it just, it was interesting to see, you know, all these holidays go around and, and to see all these movies being portrayed about that time period uh, with snow and people with, you know, snow shovels and, and having to drive through the snow and nothing I experienced still. Once again, not far removed from the rest of the world. Yeah. yeah I, um, sorry, I was going to say, uh, I echo Will's sentiment from earlier that um, as a young person growing up in Boca Raton, I think every young person has the sense of feeling trapped in Boca Raton because it is very much a retirement community for elderly, wealthy people. Uh, but then somehow <laughs> there's a group of young kids that are stuck there. And, and so it seems like most people who grew up in Boca uh, have the ultimate goal to leave Boca. Although maybe, maybe that's true of most places where, where kids grow up, but it seemed especially true of Boca. But I kind of think of Boca Raton uh, like the town in a blue velvet, you know, the David Lynch movie, nice. in that it it always seemed very um, like suburbia and, and like everybody's wealthy and things are going well. But then uh, we had our own serial killer that was uh, that was pretty remarkable thing for our, our town. Uh, we had a serial killer that murdered what like five or six people at Town Center Mall, and yeah, then what? um, what's that? When was this? Ah, uh, the Town Center Mall killer. Ah, uh, gosh, I get maybe I was in college at that point. Two thousands. I I know there was the uh, the there was like someone that like a parking lot robber. Yeah, well, it was the same. He killed people. Oh, yeah. I thought he just robbed them. Some, some he just robbed, but he definitely killed uh, like three or four women, um, mm -hmm. in the taking them from the town center mall parking lot. And uh, yeah, <laughs> it was very much like like cast a shadow over the uh, kind of uh, what's the word idealistic uh, mm -hmm. suburban picture of Boca Raton. And then, uh, do you remember that in our high school, uh, somebody made a sex tape? In the bathroom, yeah. Yeah, and it was a big scandal because they were all high schoolers. They were, I, th I don't know if they were all underage, but some people in the video one, were One underage. guy wasn't, I remember, and he basically, like he, was like, he was like the Jesus Christ of underage sex tapes. He, he took on the sins of the world, and essentially he got the, the worst punishment of the four. It wasn't just a sex right. tape. It was like, you know, pulling a train on some girl. Yeah, yeah. And they submitted it to a website as like a like a, for a contest. Oh, um, they probably, so was... probably didn't read the fine print. <laughs> but do you think that basically that that Oka had these terrible things or Oka mostly had good things, but mathematically, because there was one of these things that happened, it's like, oh, it was really bad because of this. You know what I'm saying? Like, Another city probably has more than one serial killer, but because there's many of them and 
know what I'm saying? There's yeah. I mean, I think those kind of things when they happen, they're shocking to the residents just because they're so rare. Um, I also looked up the fact that Boca Raton is has a 38 percent lower crime rate than the rest of the state of Florida. So I think if you're thinking like, I mean, not that this is some sort of way to get people to move to, to Boca, but I'm just saying like, you're bringing up some, some of our darkest uh, moments in, in recent history. But the fact is, I mean, it's still one of the safest parts of the state of Florida. So would you say that you're proud to say you're from Boca Raton? Anybody? I, I say it with, uh, I don't know if I'm proud, but I say it with no shame or anything. <laughs> um, no, I think it was interesting. You guys were talking about how you kind of skirt around saying that you're from Boca. I say it right away. Um, <laughs> but I, I guess that's more because I enjoy uh, bucking stereotypes of, of what's expected of me. So, yeah, you buck them, man. Yeah. You buck them. <laughs> They're like, oh, you're from Boca? You're, you're not an old, rich person. Or also, like, Roy, Roy Cole, I, I would swear he was from Akron, Ohio, the way he <laughs> carries himself. You mean to say he's way, from Boca Raton, Florida? Yeah. yeah. Let's, Sorry, go ahead. Let's, just, let's just all say this out loud now, because I, I, just in case anyone's wondering, even though I'm sure a lot of people know, what does Boca Raton stand for in Spanish? Rat's mouth. That's right. And well, well, hold on. Thank now, you, Miss Hart. There's, uh, now there are varying Derek. theories as to what that actually means. Go ahead, Derek. And uh, let me just address uh, the the pronunciation. Why do you pronounce it Boca Raton? Because that's how I've heard it. <laughs> but but when you were growing up there, didn't you hear people saying Raton? I mean, I heard it both ways. It was kind of like. Uh... You know, tomato, tomato, except in this case, the, there was no regional variation or any other way to, uh, to, to discern who, who would say which version. Well, I, my experience is that people who are from there say Raton, which is closer to the original Spanish pronunciation, and people who aren't familiar with it say Raton. Hmm. Also, I've never met anybody that says tomato. Oh. <laughs> I Are actually you... know somebody. My friend from Australia says tomato. Well, I mean, just about, about the name, the, the, the literal translation of uh, possibly meaning a rat's mouth um, is the, there's a, a lot, another theory, which is that there, it's more likely that it was referring to the geological um, formation of the coast uh, as seen by Spanish explorers who named it in probably the seven sixteen hundreds 1600s or so. Um, right. So it, there's, it's less about an actual rat and more just about the way it looked from a boat. Right. All right, Will, we're going to wrap up with you because I feel like, you know, we've taken a lot of time. So you can either tell us a Boca story or tell us a recommendation you have and we'll say goodbye. What do you think? Okay, well, if if you... God forbid you're ever in the uh, Boca Raton area. I highly recommend uh, Dominic's on Glades Road. <laughs> they have they have good pizza and and pretty good pasta. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've all eaten at Dominic's before, right? Yeah, yeah. I've been at Dominic's too, actually. 
Oh yeah, yeah I mean we, at both of them. Did you mean one or two? I, I think two. The two is the one uh, in the public shopping center. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. for those who don't know, Publix is a grocery chain in the southern states of America, Florida, Georgia, I think Mississippi and Alabama. It has very, very, very good subs. Very good. And good sushi. <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna vouch for that. Best sushi in Boca Raton anyway. Yeah. I was gonna name a restaurant I liked in Boca and then I realized it's not in Boca, so I can't. What is it? Uh, what is it? I, I was gonna say Dada. But then I realized that's in uh, Delray Beach. So yeah. that doesn't even count. I think one of the things that I've always noticed is that Boca lacks a lot of character in terms of like, you know, mom and pop shops and unique. Yeah, stuff it's mostly, mostly franchises. Well, they, they yeah. used to have that store celebrations of Boca where I would buy my pogs. <laughs> that was. <laughs> <laughs> And that's how he's gonna end his <laughs> closing remarks. Also, I don't. You guys might not even remember, but way back in the day, in Town Center Mall, they had uh, Babbage's. Do you yeah, guys know Babbage's? Guy. Yeah, I remember Babbage's. That's where you went to get your computer games in like 1990. Isn't uh, it? Um, oh, geez, what is it? Now? Is it an Old Navy now? Is that what? Oh, that exact location? I have no idea. Or is it the uh, Best Buy? Man, we'll cut this out. Um, <laughs> I think I eventually, it, like Babbage's became GameStop. Um, you guys remember? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Do you guys remember the plaza at um, Shadowwood where Regal Cinema was? Sorry, what were you saying? Uh, I'm, um, I'm just gonna say, say my goodbyes. It was a pleasure being on Coast to Coast to Coast. Epstein didn't kill himself, and I uh, hope you all have a wonderful evening. Thanks for joining us today. If you'd like to leave a question or a comment, please email us at coast to coast to coast podcast at gmail.com. That's coast the number two, coast the number two, and then coast podcast at gmail.com. Tune in next week where Roy, Derek, and I will continue our discussion about Bogoraton. Talk to you all next week.